and my cheeks reddened. Strawberries, I said, desperately aware of my mother's stare. It's still early, she interrupted, but you can be sure she'll bring you plenty more when they ripen. She was trying hard to find words that would turn him, anything to divert his attention from me. She seemed afraid that by simply looking at me, Herr Heyerdahl would change his mind about the summer rental and immediately order everyone back onto the wagon. But he was unflinching. They don't call you the strawberry girl for nothing. Where did you find them? he said. Oh, down by the forest, I said, casually. Really, Johanna, you must get your boots on now, Mother continued. We need to leave the Heyerdahls to settle in. Halvor! she yelled. What about our trunk? Is it on yet? We're ready, Sara. Father whispered, his voice reduced by the silence that governed him. I climbed into the back of the wagon and sat on a trunk containing the clothes and the bed linen. Mother settled down beside me and threw my boots and a pair of stockings at me. Get these on, she said, gripping the edge of the wagon as she sat down. Honestly, Johanna, the sooner we get you into a proper uniform, the better. Andrea snapped the reins and pulled at the pony's bit to steer her around. We rattled away from our home and down the hill towards the pier. The road faded away in front of me, and at this oblique angle, everything appeared to be in reverse. Not just the familiar white timber cottages and the lilac draping over the fences, but me. My life was in reverse. For many months I had tried to disassociate myself from the painting, for the innocence and expectation of it were heavy burdens to bear. But now I sorely needed it. I needed its freedom. As the strawberry girl, I was free to dance with nature, to ramble and run, untethered by the bindings that fixed others to their post. I could roam the forests and hedgerows, explore the beach and the rocks. I was a wanderer, like him. That was how we kept finding each other. And tomorrow I would have painted. I would have finally been able to put what I had read in the book into practice, to mix colours and experiment with them on a real canvas. But instead, I would be a maid in a uniform. With no freedom at all. I saw my summer in the distance at the top of the hill, shrinking and dimming, as though I was leaving it at home for the Heyerdahls alone to enjoy. This season was mine. Could she be so cruel as to take it from me? Mother flinched as we passed Monk's hut. Look away, Johanna, she said as the wagon rolled past the paintings, still leaning against the outbuilding in the sun. They're only paintings, I said. What harm could they do? Johanna Leon! I might as well have taken the Lord's name in vain. I don't want you seeing it, she said, twisting in her seat. The medical doctors in Christiania say those paintings can cause illnesses, I don't want you looking at that kind of filth. At least you won't have to be exposed to all of that this summer. She said, dropping her hand from her face. 
the Elans are a very respectable family, and you'll be surrounded by ladies. They have three daughters, and they wear the finest clothes in all of Christiania. Fru Berg does their laundry. So what do they need me for? I said. Oh, Johanna, you have a lot to learn, she said. I pulled at the tear in my skirt and made curling shapes from the frayed threads. The air was downy and warm when we reached the back of the fishermen's huts. Usually the water offered a breeze, something to grasp onto, but our lungs were tight as we inhaled. There was complete pandemonium as half the local townsfolk were relocating to the huts and the tranquility of the morning was shattered by the invasion. The place was packed with families, carts and trunks. Men were carrying boxes high above their heads.